Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of City Chatter, the City of Grand Forks podcast. I'm John Bernstrom, uh, the Public Information Officer for the City of Grand Forks. Uh, this is episode... What are we at? We're at it's 15. the second time around, so I want to spend 16 then. Uh, that, uh, or did you skip somebody? Yeah, uh, Ken Veen's coming up. We're going to do it. You, oh, okay. you're, you're in front of him, so All we're right. at, we're All at right. 15. Uh, this this week's guest, Mayor Bochensky. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you haven't caught that yet, Mayor Bochensky is our guest. Mayor, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Hopefully they know me by now. I hope so. Hopefully doing my job enough. Or I hope so. Um, speaking of doing your job, uh, this, is, this is the only political thing we're going to get into before we get into uh, city business. You have recently announced you're going to seek a second term as mayor uh, with an election coming up in June of 2024. I'm not going to get into you know what you want to do or you know past four years. I want to get into your house. How was that conversation with the family? And it wasn't a oh, long wow. conversation. Well, it probably was a four-year conversation. I think, um, you know, sometimes you're careful what you wish for. You just might get it. So when we won last time, you know, obviously the first couple of years were pretty challenging dealing with COVID. I had a really tough work-life balance, and we over the we kind of figured it out over the last couple of years. And, and in the last six months, we started becoming a reality, reality, thinking we could probably do it again. And then really we held off till after Thanksgiving, and we really kind of had some of those deep conversations. And in the end, my, my wife kind of said, well, you know what, honey, you're – you're good at it. I want you to, I, it'd be a shame for you not, not to do it because of me. Um, I think we can figure it out and, and you're good at it. So I'd, I want to see you keep going. So that was kind of the, the final decision. Uh, uh, the missus made that. And then uh, once she makes it, I, I make announcements really quick. So it's out there so she can't change her mind. Can't change, put her in a spot. I, I will say this, whether city employee, elected official, you know, having a family behind you goes a long way. You, I don't think you could do without it. I mean, it wouldn't be worth it. So if, no. you, if, if you're going to have, it's going to cause strife at home. And it, and it has at times, but we've carried that burden. But if, if it goes too far, um, it just isn't worth it because family's the, the most thing that's the thing that's most important at the end of the day. I, I will say from my standpoint, just as an employee, sometimes it's nice to come home and I'm like, hey, I don't work with you. I just, just got to talk through the day and then we're good at the end of the day and reset for tomorrow. Exactly. I, I mean, it's, that's the foundation of every every. Good person is, is is building those bonds, and you have to work at it too. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's, it should be an exciting time. The family's on board. I, I said this the other day. My wife's like, uh, if she's sixty forty on something, but she decides to say yes on the sixty, then she'll get one hundred percent behind it. So it's like no. uh, you know, it's like Black Panther from the yes. Anchorman. Thirty percent of the time, it works it every time. Of the time? Yeah, exactly. That's right. So something like that. So I'm saying, if Mrs. Boschensky is has her mindset on something, get out of her way. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to point it. Get out of the way because I'm coming too. Yeah. That's good. All right, um, on to, on to some city news. It was uh, we had a three and a half hour or three hour council meeting last uh, committee. The whole meeting, lots of things were discussed. So let's hit on a couple of those. First one was um, there was a bridge discussion, but it wasn't necessarily you know bridge and a plan. There's there's this joint agreement with Polk County, Grand Forks County, City of East Grand Forks on a study of how to get to a bridge, and that. And that consultant SRF came back to council. What were they looking for? Well, there's a, another process that I believe it's called the Pell. I can't remember what those. There's a lot of oh, there's a lot of acronyms there, in there. But there's a further step before we can get to NEMA, which is the next step to actually finish off the environmental study. Right. Let's say. But um, I think the most interesting thing that they came back with was um, largely we don't have a whole lot of of set structure for this in North Dakota. So a lot of our rules would follow the Minnesota rules because usually mm-hmm. if whatever side's more strict, you follow those rules. Sure. Since we we have a little bit more freedom in our in our government um, there um, with state government, uh, we would follow all the Minnesota rules. Well, they they either they're starting to enforce it or or it ha- you know or they're starting to enforce it stronger. But there was a rule, a Minnesota DNR rule, but dating back to 1976 that. 
um, that said you can't even enter the Hunter Ear floodway, even on your abutments or where your ramp goes up to the bridge. Yeah, the bridge like would have to go over the floodway. You'd have to start behind the Hunter, yeah, behind the flood wall. So you couldn't even extend into there with any part of the structure. It would all have to be above essentially the flood wall. So you're, you're talking about a massive high bridge. And it also would add 10 to 30% of the length on either end Oof. of it, which, you know, could, it's a quarter mile you're adding. You know, it could be a quarter but mile. You're, you're talking at, uh, I'm going to say 30 second. I realize that's the hot word, but that, that's the bridge starting somewhere by cherry almost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking I mean, that's crazy. another 50, 60 homes directly yeah. impacted. And I mean, that biot alone would be insane, let alone all the people. So to me, it, it's kind of funny because Minnesota side, East Grand Forks, Polk County pushed this so hard that, you know, now we're getting data that the state has actually set parameters that almost make, I mean, I'm not even going to say almost, it makes it impossible. I mean, I, I don't think there's any point in talking about it because this bridge would be bigger than the Kennedy Bridge, taller than the Kennedy would, Bridge by be, 10 feet. It'd be huge. You're going to put that in a neighborhood and you're going to have this, this you know, half a mile uh, sort of run up to get mm-hmm. up to that height and then figure out how you're going to access that from your local streets that are at, you know, a different, much lower level. So I think it really, to me, I don't see any appetite at all to ever spend another cent or even a, a moment talking about uh, an inner city bridge. It's time to move on. That 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 is dead, as far as I'm concerned. So let's move to Merrifield and get that done. So so someone's not in the same problem, you know, having the same problem. 30, 40 years from now, and that gets built around. So let's get it done ahead of time. Right, and along those lines with, with those parameters on, on the it's Minnesota DNR, right? That's yeah. their rule yeah. um, that, that pretty much forces if you want to build a bridge, it has to be in a rural area, and then you develop around the bridge, not the other way around. Yeah, I think it forces that, and it really restricts any issues with the, the water flow. It just yeah. it takes all that off the table, which is, is probably smart, but it makes it untenable and, and not possible. So at the end of the day, it was an ask for another 7000 to continue this process, and you know, this process does include looking at Merrifield and, and talks about some of the grant, but it, I think at this point, with all the fight we've had with the MPO and, and through this, there was no all appetite to spend another cent. So the $7,000 ask to, to increase this this recent study, I guess call it a change order. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to wonder if they knew the change order was coming when they first got signed this thing up or not. But uh, either way, we, we turned it down as a city council. It was a split vote, but it, it didn't get enough to pass. And I think the other person... That was missing was was Kyle Kavami, and he would have been a no vote more than likely. So, well, and that was an interesting procedural thing yesterday. A tie vote is is now this is at a committee level. At a city council level, you're technically the tiebreaker if you run it. If that's the case, yeah. But a, a tie vote is equivalent of a no vote. Yeah. So I mean, if there's a tie, yeah, at the committee of the whole, it's it was, it's going to go forward now to the city council with a recommend a recommendation of, of a no vote, right? Um, but it'll still go to the city council meeting to discuss. If we're short a member and ends up a three-three vote, I will be voting no. So I mean, just to, just to make that clear. So even if if the you know, and, and even if quite frankly, if somebody came and, and changed their mind, I think I would probably they need five votes. I would sure. just say at this point, I would likely veto the thing because I just it's done. I think we need yep. to move on and either either it needs to be focused completely on Merrifield, then we'll pay all you know we'll do what it takes to make sure we get that one and drive mm-hmm. forward because we're going to have to. But if it's going to mention Inner City Bridge, not a single cent or, or staff time should be pushed towards that at all, in my opinion. All right, well, that's not enough bridge discussion until <laughs> until the next one. That sounds um, good. Also, uh, there were um, uh, an update regarding uh, indoor turf aquatics. Uh, kind of, I mean, we we now by we I mean the city. The sales tax passed that that ordinance has been uh, put into place, I believe, in city code. Or does it need one more nope, reading? No, that now, one's yeah, done. I signed that I think yesterday. So so that that uh, that one's there. So now it's started having conversations. What does this thing look like? Uh, in working with engineers. And and along those lines, this may take two contractors, one turf, one water. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it may take two. It may take two architects as well. So we're, I think we're gonna as we as we go out. Um, 
and do an RFQ for an architect. We're gonna, it's gonna be, you can propose as one facility together or you can propose one facility that's broken down into two parts. I mean, the biggest thing now, we just wanna get it right. You're spending this money, this project needs to be, we were talking 50 years, I think it needs to be a 100 year project. That means sure. the pool, all the mechanicals of that need to be 100 year mechanical. I mean, you, you're gonna have replacements, obviously, different right. pumps and, and parts, but the this main structure, it needs to last 100 years. And mm-hmm. You gotta be very careful, make sure you've, you've done everything right to make sure that all of these, you know, every part of this facility can last that long. So we only get one shot at this. You're not going to, you know, do this. And that's also, you know, we talk about courts and how many courts, how many, you know, how big is the field? Is there a track? Um, how many pickleball courts? How big is the playground? Uh, all these different things. Um, I would, you know, prefer to try to get it all in if we can find, if we can afford it financially and have enough of a cushion rather than trying to phase it, thinking we're going to get to it later. I think you really mm-hmm. have one shot and that's your, your biggest, biggest, you know, scale, scales of economy there. Economies of scales to do it all at once. So I'm excited. I mean, this is the, you know, it's been challenging whether you like the project or not. It's, it's going, Hislop's coming down and we could have taken a yep. step back as a community or we can take a step forward and put something bigger and better that'll continue to draw people here. Is it going to be a massive draw? I mean, I think it's going to help if someone's living in Grafton, mm-hmm. Greenbush, Park River, wherever, you know, wide swath across the, the north oh, there. Yeah. And they're deciding where I'm going to go for a job. Maybe they don't drive past Grand Forks and take a job in Fargo. Maybe they say Grand Forks is the place instead of Minneapolis. It's safer and they've got a lot of the amenities. So that's my hope on top of everyone that, that lives here gets to, to use these things every day. Well, and, and that's I think that's the step two or three of economic driver. I think step one, an indoor first indoor turf facility. In the, I've got kids that play soccer. I've got kids that played youth football. Uh, that. Yeah. That's a that's a business in its own. I mean, uh, I think you've been around a little bit ch- chasing indoor turf. Well, hey, the beauty is in Florida, you don't need to have indoor turf. Let's I'm sure that hot. helps. That you helps know, when there's no yeah. snow. When you have seasons, I know you were probably around last spring. Um, they oh, yeah. hardly had a season. Um, hardly at all. You know, and, and that's that's too bad. And that's just you know a matter of when the timing is for those sports. But we have an option now, and they can mm-hmm. they can play in the winter. I mean, I, I think we have a really athletic town and it's great for kids to be engaged in that so let's let's make those options available it's it helps a healthy healthy help have a helps to have a healthy oh, populace yeah. that's a tough word a tough well, sentence to get out and, and even from the standpoint you know from it's, it's still public but from a private side like und recognized boy in, indoor turf goes a long way for our ath- athletics so, that, so they built one they went to donors and that is turned into one of the busiest facilities in grand forks yeah and with hislop coming down that's only going to get busier, busier because yeah. there's there's a lot of other activities there there was more than obviously courts there's strength training there was a lot going on at hislop the pool so some of that will transfer over to that that facility and some will transfer to ours so 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 speaking of hislop you, you were an athlete at und i i athlete i worked in athletics in a roundabout way spent a lot of time in hislop there's some memories in there i don't did, did the hockey team spend time in there all the offices were in there not, not i didn't much. spend a lot of time so the hockey offices got moved to the ralph once i came so that as soon oh, as i they came were- and they had moved them over there. But, um, you know, I do some intramural volleyball. Sure. And I'd be in there playing, shooting hoops sometimes. So, I mean, I would definitely go in there to blow off steam and, and hang out. But it wasn't – we didn't have locker rooms or a regular schedule. When our training we did at the old Ralph and uh, at the football stadium underneath, which was – That was interesting that was in Phantom its own. Of the opera back then <laughs> type of stuff. Yeah. Some yeah. good memories there. So that that would, that would had more memories, and they tore, tore, tore down uh, Memorial um, Stadium, definitely. Did you ever win the Ironman as a hockey player? I did not. You, you know did what? Not? I always missed on. I had really good. Um, Were you, you know, one of those players physical. that got a mystery injury? No, no, I oh, never no? missed that. Oh, okay, I, I, I was. I, I missed out because the. I, I couldn't. You know, one of the events to get ten points, or I don't know, it was like a thousand points because it was broken down. 
by how, how many you inches guys. you could reach your toes, and I could only get about three. Oh. So, like, Matt Jones would go down, like, 12 inches past his toes, so all of a sudden he's got 12,000 points. So And he couldn't pass it. Well, I'd have to run the mile in, like, three point, you know, three three minutes, 20 seconds in order to make up that, you know, if That's you ran funny. a seven-minute mile. So it was a little bit weighted odds, so a guy like me that wasn't flexible was a step up. I'm making excuses, but I was always in the top, probably the top four or five, definitely. I, I bring up in a, in a class that would be before you, uh, goalie Andy Kohler. Um, I, I got to know pretty well, and he was always good at you know maybe twisting an ankle just before yeah. dry line starts. <laughs> well, and, and all, yeah, in all fairness, the goalies were never the best athletes. No. This, from, from what I know, no, 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 and, and just Andy, what's you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Just fighting through, trying just to fighting. make it to the game. <laughs> trying, trying to make it, yeah, yep. trying to do it. Um, uh, there was also a couple of discussions yesterday during the meeting. Uh, these are County of Grand Forks, City of Grand Forks government discussions. Uh, Parking ramp. County has a parking ramp that they want the city to take over, but then also the city may be moving health department and ripple effects to all that. Can you talk about that relationship with the county and, and some of these projects? Well, I think Todd, you know, we've talked about it at length with uh, Todd Phelan, the city administrator. Like, if we don't help each other out, I mean, if the county has to raise taxes and, uh, you know, to, to pay for uh, a parking ramp, I mean, every person in the city of Grand Forks pays, pays county, county taxes, taxes too. Yes. If there's a way we can take that with our other two ramps and keep the cost down and, and share that burden so it doesn't end up going to the taxpayers, then that's what it's all about. And it's the same thing with these facilities. So for 20 years, I guess it's been tw- more than 20 years now, we've shared space with the uh, the sheriff's department has been in the police department. Uh, the sheriff's office has been in the police department and our public health has been in the, in the county building. So mm-hmm. We have a contract that, that shares those two leases. Well, police department's grown. Um, PSAP need, has grown. They They're need also space. They need yeah. space. So this has been something talked about for 20 years. The, the county's got to uh, really get on doing something for the sheriff, and it's, it's taken a while. But uh, So with that happening, you know, the sheriff's eventually going to be out of that building. Well, we no longer then have that lease agreement to have our public health in the county building. Sure. So we're getting out ahead of that and looking at other options. So we're not in charge of the maintenance. We're, we're looking to build a facility right next to the – um, right next to City Hall, where we can uh, utilize the hive, utilize other other meeting places without having to to build a new building and take care of all that maintenance, just a lease payment, and then you can get out of it in, in twenty years um, after that. So it's really about cons- trying to consolidate all the resources that we have, so we're not building because we know the cost of new construction now it, is it's insane. So crazy. Let's yep. let's get those core services down um, with what we had done with what we have. Um, and I, even if, as the town grows, if you become more efficient as a government, you don't have to grow your staff. You can become more efficient at what you do, automate as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've always been a fan of let's get the best equipment out, you know, get good equipment out there so that sure. it's shorter amount of time for drivers on, you know, whether it's plows, you know, if we've done some leasing, we've tried to be creative to be more efficient. And with that, I don't think we always have to grow. So looking at growing government as a city grows, you should look at it as growing efficiency, I guess. And so that's mm-hmm. a piece of that. So we're doing... Long story short, we're trying to do long-term planning, and we're trying to come up with a, a deal with the, the county. And they've got a lot that could be uh, that we could swap that really doesn't have a lot of benefit to the city where it's located. And granted, the city could sell it, but if it's right next to the county, we could swap for that. And as we grow the water treatment plant, that's in a mm-hmm. good spot. So anyway, it's a I, I think it makes sense, and we'll get there. We just got to find the right uh, combination for everybody. Th- that's uh, the interesting. Uh, Mr. Phelan brought it up a couple of times during the meeting that the parking structure, you know maintain parking you know if that's not there it's 300 spots all that all that fun stuff but it's proximity to a potential south downtown development in the old water treatment plant uh do you have any update on movement on potential that part of town for those that are wondering this down by the point bridge yeah i mean it's really it's the namesakes of this of the city it's at the grand forks so it's right at the forks yep 
you got Third Street, which goes there, and I don't. It's always been kind of a dangerous intersection to me. Third Street and Minnesota coming Avenue coming down that hill. That's the Point Bridge there, Minnesota Avenue. It's blind. It's not a great. <laughs> right. And so I, I've always thought, you know, if we can close off Third Street, Fourth can get, you know, you can just scoot over on Fourth and then get to that intersection. So to me, it was pushing up to the dike that gives you, mm-hmm. you know, not only almost two full blocks, but you're taking over, you're vacating a street. Um, so I think there's a lot of it. We're going to work on that in the first quarter here. Um, but yeah, but with that, uh, I think it's pretty exciting. You got something that's never been on the tax rolls, you know, this giant two blocks of, yeah. of, of uh, you know, space downtown. Never been could, on the tax rolls. Yeah, roles. that's so, you, but you have the potential to have a $40, $50 million project there. You know, you add that up at like a, a 1.6%, you know, you, you've got mm-hmm. a significant, you know, taxpayer in that. So Great. Should be pretty exciting. No, I think I think that's a fun one. I, I've had that conversation even with the current development that UND is doing uh, with the softball diamond and yeah. in that. And I go, that parking lot has never been taxed. I don't think it ever has, <laughs> right? And now, now, yes, it may not be a lot to start, but it's more than it's more than zero. Well, and you you already have police, fire service, you already have infrastructure yep. there. So, fifty million dollar project, one point six percent, eight hundred thousand dollars. So that's eight hundred thousand dollars that spreads the cost over mm-hmm. everybody else. So even if you do some type of TIF deal to get a nice project done there. Having zero now, something that's already served, if even if you get a 20% of that, you right. know, you're adding $160,000 a year. That helps offset everybody yep. else's taxes. That, that goes so. a long way. goes yeah. a long way. All right. Uh, that's enough city business. Mayor, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. We've been doing this this now for, for a couple of episodes, and I think it's gone pretty well. Um, our topic, I'm going to call it our fun topic, New Year's resolutions. Okay. All right. So, so I mean, some history here. Do you, do you know where New Year's resolutions started? Because I didn't, I was Where surprised. Did start. Um, so it, I have no clue. I'm not, I could make up some guess, but uh, it'd probably make me look fool, foolish. Well, that's right. Well, I was saying. foolish looking it up. Uh, this is all according to the internet. Uh, about four thousand years ago, the ancient Babylonians okay. um, celebrated New Year's, if you will, in March, planting season. It's a new. Yeah. It's a new. It's a new agricultural season, and they did a celebration that involved pretty much. I don't know. It was quasi religious. Um, repay all your debts. Start the year debt free, and in and buy debts, return all the stuff you borrowed, <laughs> and and you know Throw all those wrenches back to your neighbor, right? and then all those uh, I'm going to be a good person, bless the crops, yeah. right? That then transitioned into you get into Julius Caesar. Okay, so January I'm going to butcher this name is is named after Janus, a a, a god that was two faced that was looking forward and looking back. Okay, New Year, old year. So they started celebrating in January. Okay. And evidently resolutions followed them as well. Oh, that's good here. I thought you were talking about Babylonian times. So that was going to be human sacrifice. So that's, well, uh, that's a yeah. lot better. Who, who knows what the, uh, you know. <laughs> if you didn't what, pay back your debts, <laughs> exactly. nobody knows what happened. Okay. Uh, and, and then I found this interesting. I believe this, these are 2019 numbers. About 45% of Americans make a New Year's resolution, right? We all want to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all want to get in shape. Um, only about 8% follow through. That's actually 8% follow through their New Year's resolution. I think that's shockingly Listen, high. You know, what's, How many people are, are finished by like a weekend? You know, you go to the gym and like January 2nd, it's slammed. Mm-hmm. Like by January 5th, it's, like it's back good, to normal. Because everyone says, this is work. Some of those classes are like filled and you're like, who are all these new people? And they're, you know, they're like all into it. I'm like, you, you don't look familiar. You're right, yeah. Now, this is coming from somebody who's, you know, mayor goes to the gym all the time. I try to. I try to. I got to have some escape, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's 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 healthy. It's healthy for you, uh, Mayor. Uh, this, that's all I have for this episode of uh, of City Chatter. We've uh, uh, I think we've covered most most things. Right? It, it was a it was a busy meeting. We, we're week and a half into the new year, and we're we're covering some ground. There's there's a lot going on. I mean, 
sometimes it'll slow down for a little bit in that January, February period, but we are just rocking and rolling and got a lot going on. So it's, uh, it's exhausting, but it's, uh, it's also exciting. So we'll have a good 2024 and just keep moving forward. As, as uh, Mr. Phelan says, if we ever have a council meeting and there's no agenda items on it, that means the city is not doing well. Yeah, I would agree. All right, Mayor, thank you very much. Hey, happy new year. <laughs> happy new year to everybody. Thank you. Uh, Mayor Bachensky joining us. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, and for those of you wanting to watch past episodes of the City Chatter podcast, go to grandforksgov.com slash podcast. You can see all of our previous 14 episodes. And uh, thank you to the mayor, and we'll catch you next time. See ya.